What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Today I'm joined with my little brother, Jace. We are going to do something totally different. The first time in the history of Lyles Movie Files, the podcast edition, we are going to break down March Bashness. Not Madness, Bashness. Over the last few years, three to be exact, I decided I had this wacky idea. I always love the Crockett Cup tournament in the NWA. And as I started getting more and more classic teams from Mattel and their WWE line, I thought, you know, what would be fun would be putting together a Crockett Cup style tournament in March, kind of playing off of March Madness, and setting up a tournament and having readers, or listeners in this case, vote on who advances to the next round. And however that voting turned out, I would book slash play with my figures and shoot the results of who won. And that's gone on for three years now. We're heading into year four. And so I decided I'd do something different with Jace this time. And we would actually go through, break down the teams, and Jace is going to provide you with his picks to advance to the next round obviously is the guy who's going to play this stuff out i decided it didn't make sense for me to actually give my vote uh because in case of a tiebreaker i'm going to have to decide who wins and um, looking forward to this i'm doing something really crazy i am actually close to 64 teams this year i'm going to have i think i have set up now 60 teams so all the first round teams get a buy but next year hopefully as Mattel continues to crank out more flashback figures I will do a 64 team tournament so let's see how we go let's get started little brother how you doing good I'm not self-quarantined but uh as long as I as long as there's gonna be a limited metro service tomorrow I might as well enjoy Doing some March bashing this tonight. Yeah, and I, you know, kind of, it's so weird not actually having March Madness to go along as I'm doing this because I would normally watch the games as I'm uh, shooting these matchups. So it's going to be weird having at least no basketball or, geez, no basketball, period, during this time. It's, it's a weird point. In our lives, so we'll see how this continues to play out. But we're you're not listening, so we can spread our talk on Corona. I'm sure you, you can hear that literally everywhere. We're gonna talk tournament action. We're talking I have, stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stay fun. I mean, yeah, want CNN? Go to CNN. So over the last few years, I have quietly, subtly booked some angles that could be played out in March Bashness 2020. I am hoping curious that some readers will go back and see some of those plot threads that I set up because there are a few teams that have some receipts coming to them for their actions that they've done over the past few years. So we'll see how this plays out because I'm hoping some of that happens. But first, let's break down the regions, the teams, all 60 teams, and let's see who you think is going to win. You ready? Yeah. All right, well, let's start with our number one overall seed 
from the Montreal region, from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, the Hart Foundation. They've been the number one team all year. They have continued to defend their championship they won last year and look every bit as strong and powerful as they did a year ago. Jace, why are they such a strong number one? Well, let's let's be honest. You, you got, I mean, you have the heart foundation. You, you got the speed and the power. I mean, you got to, you got Jimmy Hart in in case there's any problems going on. I mean, they're, they're just, I mean, they're just a complete team. Is I mean, and that's why they've been winning all year. So they they are my favorite right now. All right. And that's the tricky thing with the Heart Foundation. You never really know which way they're going to approach it. If they want to stay within the rules or if they feel like they may need a little extra help, they may call up Jimmy Hart. So that's that X factor with the Heart Foundation. All of the number one seeds have a bye this round. So we automatically know Heart Foundation is going to advance. They are going to face the winner of the number eight and number nine matchup. And that is the Sheep Herders, the number eight seed, taking on TNA's beatdown clan of almighty Bobby Lashley and MVP. How do you see this matchup playing out? Well, just in, in terms of sheer brutality, the Sheep Herders, I, I mean, the beatdown club is good, but I just don't know if they can match the brutality of the Sheep Herders. It's just... A whole nother. I mean, there's just nothing in TNA like that, like the Sheepers. They're just too violent. I think, I, I think that I think it's going to be just a brutal match to watch. But I think I get the Sheepers winning away, walking away with that one. All right. Next up, our number five, twelve matchup. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the Outsiders are going against the classic WWF team, the Afa and Sika, the Wild Samoans. Who takes this one? Well, I have to, I have to admit, this one, I'm, I, I mean, the, the Wild Samoans were a bubble team, but they're going against, I, I mean, a couple of years ago, we're a number one or two seed in the Outsiders. I, I, I didn't see that much drop off in the Outsiders this year. I think Scott Hall's got his issues together. Kevin Nash is, you know, he, he's doing his can in the NWO black and white, but I, I, I see I see the outsiders coming off coming on top on this one. And don't forget, as always, the outsiders represent the New World Order. New and New you World never World. know how many of the NWO is gonna be at ringside in the back, willing and able to lend hand to see their team advance through all the way. Indeed. All right, next up, we've got from ROH and various other promotions, Cesaro and Chris Hero, a.k.a. the Kings of Wrestling. And they are going to be taking on the new generation's allied powers of Lex Luger and the British Bulldog. How's this one playing out? You know, a lot of times you'd say the allied powers just completely have it in the strength department. But with Cesaro... I mean, there's nothing to say he can't, you know, do an airplane spin of a British Bulldog and Lex Luger at the same time. You never know. And Chris Hero, he's a big guy, but that athleticism can always take over. So I'm, I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go with the Kings of Wrestling on this one too. All right. 
So, so far it looks like you are pretty much staying chalk. Let's see what happens now when we go to NXT's, one of their top all-time teams, DIY, Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, going against Bray Wyatt's Wyatt family. Well, here's the question. Which Wyatt family members are going to be participating in this match? President Gorilla Monsoon was not able to pin them down in terms of which team was going to be represented. So we know it could be any one of the foursome. It could be Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. It could be Luke Gallows and Eric Rowan or any other combination. But we know it's going to be some of those four. You said Luke Gallows. Oh, Luke Harper. I'm so sorry. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I I know Bray Wyatt has a a lot of trouble in these big money matches, but just not knowing which opponents you're going to be fighting, I think you actually do have to give the advantage. I mean, I know Johnny Gargano. I mean, I, I they they are big time and Tommaso Ciampa. They are big time players, especially in main event matches. But I actually do see the gist of again. This, this is going back the uh, other way, other than an uh, Allied Power matchup. I think I see the power advantage just going to the Wyatt family, and you, you just especially you don't know if any outside interference. Hey, Sister Abigail might even make an appearance. So I just think the numbers advantage just go with the Wyatt family. I think I'm winning this one. Okay. Now we go to another NXT team, the number three seed, the Undisputed Era, taking on Barry Windham and Kurt Henning, the West Texas Rednecks from WCW. This is a three versus 14, but anything could happen. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, Well, the West Texas Outlaws were not Barry Windham or Kurt Henning in their prime. They were a good team, but I, I just – the Undisputed Era is just hitting on all cylinders. And, once again, the numbers advantage. I, I think they're just a better team. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Undisputed Era on this one. All right, we do have some breaking news across the wire. Roderick Strong suffered a damaged kneecap, so he will not be part of the tournament. So it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish representing the the uh, Undisputed Era here. Does that change your take on how this plays out? No, they, they were they were good in ROH. I, I just I mean just I, Kyle O'Reilly is just violent. <laughs> I I just he's he's just a violent man. I, I just don't see and as as much as yeah you, you you listen to them saying Roderick yes I'm sorry I apologize Roderick Strong's not going to be there with the knee. But you don't know about Undisputed Air, they're smart. So you don't know, you hear them on their injury why, oh, this man's not, he's not going to be in the building. But you never know. You like, never it's know. Long, it's a long tournament. It, it could be he's out now, then he's back in the round of 16. You just never want to count him out. And he, and he might just, just have that little edge to give him. So I'm still going to go with the Undisputed Air on this. All right, now here's a matchup, uh, probably one of the most anticipated of the first round for me. We've got Edge and Randy Orton, rated RKO, taking on Farouk and Bradshaw, the APA. How do you see this 7-10 matchup playing out? 
Well, in terms of uh, theme music, I'm definitely giving it to our RK, Rated A RKF. I still work out to that. Uh, but in terms of just who, who do I, I mean, I, I mean, you got a number of world champs in there. I mean, you, you have Farouk. I mean, one of the, I mean, just a powerhouse of wrestling. Uh, and Bradshaw, he, he's, he's a younger guy, but he, he's still, I mean, he, he listens, he listens to Farouk and Farouk sits in the right way. So I'm actually going to go with my second upset here. I'm going to give this one to the APA. Ooh, okay. And the last one for the Montreal region, the New Age Outlaws, the number two seed. And uh, apparently Jesse Ventura was saying that the New Age Outlaws representing Degeneration X is going to file a grievance because they think that they should have been a number one seed. When we asked them for comment, they only had two words for us. They're going to be taking on the number 15 team, Crime Time. How is this one going to play out? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to give this one to the experience. And New Age Outlaw, uh, Mr. Ass, is, it's just, he, he, he brings a lot to the team. He brings the power, size, and, and you know, I mean, Jessica, I mean, uh, gosh, what's my name? The Road Dog. Road Dog, he can cut a promo, you know, get, get the crime time off their uh, game right as soon as they get in the match. So I'm going to give it to the New Age Outlaws on this one. All right. Well, that's it for our Montreal region. Stay tuned. We're going to have a word from Sprint. Stay tuned. Okay, we're back. Now we're going to take a look at the Florida region. This is an exciting one. Filled with what could be some show stealers of the first round. As always, the number one seed has a buy. In the Florida region, that number one seed is the New Day. Kobe Kingston. Big E and Xavier Woods. We don't know which three are going to, or which of the two, which two members of the three are going to be competing, and they may switch up in every round. We don't know. That's part of that trick with the new day that you never know who's going to face. So they're a strong, powerful, athletic number one seed. They'll always have that fan support, so that's always something their opposition is going to have to worry about. I'm thinking and expecting big things from them out of this region. Moving on, we have our first 8-9 matchup here. We have the Unholy Alliance. That is the Undertaker and the Big Show, two colossal titans who've put aside their differences and have united with their hatred of Kane and X-Pac to form what could be the most devastating duo in the tournament. They are going to be facing off against another colossal connection of Big Van Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow. These are two big teams. We're probably going to need to have the ring reinforced on this one. Who comes out on top? This one's a, this one. I, I think you want to get there quick, you know. And and this this is going to be. I don't know if you could say slobber knocker. You're gonna need, like you said, you're gonna definitely need the ring reinforce. Uh, Van Vader versus Big Show. That's a matchup I would have just, I would pay to see by itself. Add in uh, the Undertaker and Bam Bam Bigelow. I, I, I don't, I don't know who's gonna be the referee for this one, but they're gonna have their hands full. Uh, but in terms of who do I see coming out, I, I got, I got, uh, I got Van Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow. All right. 
hard to argue with that one. That, that one's going to be something that we're all going to make sure we have our popcorn ready. Next up is our 5-12 and 12 matchup of the Florida region. Kevin and Kerry Von Eric, representing World Class Championship Wrestling, will be going against the Rock and, Ro- the Rock and Wrestling WWF Roddy Piper and Cowboy Bob Orton, the ace. Now, we know both teams are close. The Von Erichs, of course, are brothers. Piper and Orton are basically brothers, best friends, however you like to phrase it. Who's coming out on top on this one? Well, you know, I've heard that Bob Orton's arm is still giving him trouble. So that forearm could be in a cast again. I mean, that could be giving him some issues. And Piper, he's, he's a wily one. Uh, but the Von Erics, I think they they just they bring a lot of speed and, and Kevin those drop kicks you can knock your head clean off uh, and add a discus punch in there or a, a claw I I think you're gonna have to give that one to the Von Erics. All right, they lie, they cheat, they steal, but they also grab this number four spot. Eddie and Chavo Guerrero, Los Guerreros are the number four seed and they're taking on the number thirteen seed of Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Will it be showtime for the show-off? Or do the Guerrero brothers or Guerrero cousins advance? Well, they are, as, as they, they will tell you, they grew up just, just as, I mean, there's only a couple age years different, so they really are just brothers. I mean, just titles. Uh, and as, as talented as I think Drew McIntyre and uh, Dolph Ziggler are, I just don't know if they're going to be able to deal with the experience of the Los Guerreros. I think Los Guerreros just, I mean, Eddie is a showstopper. I mean, it's, it's, he can do whatever he wants, but then he takes it to that overdrive when he just says, I'm going to win no matter what. I think, I think that just puts him over. I think Los Guerreros got that. All right. Next up, our six and 11 matchup. Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, the Rockers are taking on Eric Young's sanity. Who's coming out on top? Uh, it is, this is always one of my favorite teams, the Rockers. I just, I just think they're. I, 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 I if, if there was going to be a protest on any seating, I think I, I want to protest this one. I think the Rockers just have a, a, a very unfavorable matchup on this one. I, I just, I don't think they deserve a six seed. I think they are two or three seeds. I, I would, I would file a protest myself on this one. I mean, just because it's not even this matchup; it's further down the road. But I, I have the Rockers coming out on top. Okay. Now, if that happens, there's a potentially really exciting matchup in the next round. We've got Jay and Jimmy, the Uso brothers, the number three seed, taking on King Kong Bundy, the walking condominium, and Big John Studd, representing Heenan family. I I actually feel sorry for the Usos on this one. Uh, These guys are big and strong, but trying to put... Bundy or Big John stood down and have them submit or or they're just or them flat on their back for a three count. I mean, just I I just don't see it. I, I mean this it's like even even without their they're having the years and title experience of the Usos. I I just don't see any. I mean this is a this is a very scary fourteen matchup. I, I I can see them going to the Sweet Sixteen actually. So I am going to go John Stud and Bundy. Oh, wow. That's a major upset. We'll see what happens here. All right. 
Our number seven versus ten seed in this one is Kane and X-Pac. You got that awesome mix of power and speed and educated lightning fast feet going against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Huh. Well, I, I don't think we have to worry about well uh, I I think I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because it really what's gonna really be a determining factor is that unholy alliance was actually made for one purpose is to get this team. So you don't know what if it, it really is gonna depend on almost like, hey, one of these teams could make sure that the other one gets to that next round just so they can take him on. So I actually am going to go with Kane and X-Pac. They might, you never know what, what Kane has up his sleeves to make sure this team advances just to take on the Unholy Alliance. Well, if they do, it's going to take a long time for that clash. It's going to be a fight. Final four matchup for them to, I'm sorry, Elite Eight matchup for that to happen. But we'll, well see. I was going to say, you think about it, Kane waited years to take out his revenge against The Undertaker. So a couple matches doesn't scare him. That's true. That's, that's a good point. Excellent. Our number two seed will be another squad they'll have to contend with if they hope to meet the Unholy Alliance. The Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon from Dudleyville. Representing ECW, they will be going off against another team from ECW, Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk, the number 15 seed. How is this one playing out? Oh, gosh, I don't know how this is going to work. I mean, you got Terry Funk, you think he's out and old, dog, he's crazy. And then you find out he is crazy. It is an old dog, but he's crazy and an old dog. Tommy Dreamer, the Innovator of violence. Uh, is it, this is one of, again one of those other matches. Do not have the kids around here. I don't. I don't think this is going to be for the faint of heart at all. I I still have the Dudleys coming on top, but this is not going to be. But don't 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 bring the kids around for this one. Yeah, I totally agree. Parental discretion's advised. Let's move on to the Minneapolis region. We've got. The number one seed, Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, holding court. Now, the Road Warriors have been two times a bridesmaid in the March Bashnet series. They have faced off against Tully and Arn, the Four Horsemen, in the very first March Bashness. Then last year, they were the runners-up once again. This time, they fell to the Hart Foundation. So what are your overall thoughts about this number one seed? Will the Road Warriors get payback this time? Well, I mean, they're definitely not going to have to sell for the buy, so that's a good thing. Uh, but the, the Road Warriors are just an awesome team. I mean, just, I mean if, if you, you're talking speed and power, there's a, not a lot of teams that really, I mean, it's, it's much more the power. I mean, it's, you see Hawk, when he wants to start moving, it's it's scary. A big man like that can start moving like that. And that standing drop kick, that's, that's some scary stuff. I mean, uh, there is, is I, each year I actually have them actually coming out on top. Uh, I, I don't see them coming up three times a loser. So I actually do have the road worse probably taking this one. I mean, it's going to be a tight one, but I, I, I really think they, you know, don't pay attention to what I said five minutes ago. I mean, this right here. I think the road worse can take it. 
right. So let's map out their path to this championship if this indeed does happen. The number eight nine mashup finds the big boss man and Akeem, the Twin Towers, going against the unlikeliest matchup of the tournament? Dude Love and Stone Cold Steve Austin. How did this mixed match team go up against these two gigantic behemoths? Who comes out on this one? Dude Love. Uh, you know, I think what, what you don't actually, you, you, mentioned, you failed to mention is one of the most underrated uh, managers, Slick. Slick could have a role to play in this. Uh, I, 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 I mean, Stone Cold is a great athlete, and Dude Love is, is I mean, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a character. But I, I just think the Twin Towers, they, they, I think they could take out uh, Dude Love, and then it's just one-on-one against Steve Austin. And I know Steve Austin's been against some great odds, but I, don't, I just don't think he's going to come out on top. I mean, this is tag team wrestling. This isn't singles wrestling. So I'm going to give it to the actual tag team, the Twin Towers. Okay. Our 5-12 matchup finds the Nasty Boys taking on the Ascension. Now, you could argue this is kind of like the, the past meeting the future as the Nasty Boys are a big brawling tag team, and they're going to be facing another big brawling tag team. How or who comes out on top on this one, and how so? Well, I'm actually going to give it to whoever gets in the ring first, because I don't think either one of these teams is actually going to make the belt. I think they're just going to brawl before they even get into the ring. It's just going to be all over the arena, and then whoever drags their opponent into the ring for a three count is just going to be the winner. Uh, and with that, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the yeah I'm going to go with the Ascension. They're, they're a little younger. I think they I think they I, I, I'm going to give it to you on this one. Okay, another upset. You're you're really shaking up your bracket here. Let's see how this plays out. Our number four thirteen mashup finds Money Inc. Ted DiBiase and Erwin R. Scheister. Taking on Big Cass and Enzo. How you doing? Who wins this one? Well, I, I think this. I think this is actually going to be another short matchup here. I'm thinking Ted DiBiase gets in the man, in the in the ring and just buys them off. I think <laughs> he just gives them a check. Says, "Hey kids, why don't you go to Jersey and find something else to do for your time?" And then IRS comes in and collects the check after. Because you always got to pay the tax man. So I'm giving this one to Money Inc. Okay. Uh, next up should be another fun 611 matchup. This features The Shield taking on the Authors of Pain. Who writes the final book on this? Wow, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, if you watch any of Authors of Pain matches in uh, NXT, they, they were killing teams. It, it just, they were. They took out your DIY. They took out your revivals. I mean, they, they looked like they were an unstoppable force. Uh, the Shield, uh, who, who, who is going to be in part of the Shield? Once again, President Gorilla Monsoon was not able to pin down a specific twosome out of this group, out of this trio. We know Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose are all suited up and ready to go. That's all we have. I mean, really, I really would like Mr. Uh, 
Gorilla should actually, you know, start using some of his power, kind of telling these guys they got to pick a team, but this is, this is a difficult one. Ah, uh, man. I, I, you know, I, I, I just saw the authors of pain just whip through some guys. I just, I mean, it's some really good tag teams. And all, all, all those shields are some great individual uh, wrestlers. I'm just going to give it to the, I'm going to give it to the authors of pain. Oh, man. That's a huge upset you've got. Number three, we've got the Revival taking on Rey Mysterio Jr. and Batista. How's this one play out? You know, you know how I said last one, tag team win, wins against the singles? Uh, well, I'm trying to see if I might have to eat those words on that one. Uh, just Batista's uh, uh, he's a giant of a man. He's an animal. I mean, just I mean, he's a beast. Uh, Wow, and, and Ray's high flying, and you know, I mean, you just you're not you're not trying to keep up with him in the ring. That's just not that's not an easy task, and he will. You, you got to work for that six one nine coming out of anyway. Oh, wow, uh, Revival's a good team now. Oh man, man. wow. But I, I think if you do have the Revival, they're gonna, they're going to cut off Ray Mysterio. They're going to find some way. They're they're not. They're not flips. They fit, you know, no flips, just fists. And and they, they know how to cut off the ring. Uh, I think they, they're going to find their opportunity on Ray Mysterio and kind of get rid of uh, Batista, cut off his size, and make him a spectator to that match. So I am going to give this one to the Revival. Okay. Two more on this one. We've got Bullet Club taking on the Iron Sheik and... Nikolai Volkov. A couple of comrades in uh, arms. These, these are the guys that they, 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 they were tag team champions in the WWF, so these, these are not a slouch team. Ah, so I'm, I'm assuming the Bullet Club could consist of Luke uh, Gallows, Carl Anderson, Carl Anderson. and uh, does that also include AJ Styles? No, no, this is New Japan's Bullet Club tag team, so it is definitely just uh, Machine Gun and Gallows, Doc Gallows. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, if we're talking New Japan, this, this, this is, these guys are not, they're, they're not a joke at all. Um, I, I respect Sheik and Volkov, but the Bullet Club, just, yeah, I think they walk away with this one. I mean, it's not going to be a pretty match, but I think they walk away with the win. Bullet Club. For life. For life. Finally, our last matchup in the Minneapolis region. Number two seed Harlem Heat is taking on the number 15 team, Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Two great Patriots. How do they fare and how can they extinguish Harlem Heat? Well, the interesting thing is, you know, sorry, I mean, Sergeant Slaughter is really going to have a lot good advantage here. He's going to have like kind of a home crowd advantage. You know, he's, you know, just wrestling AWA, and I think he'd really, really appreciate having some fans behind him. But uh, Ireland, Ireland teaches is just a superior team. I, that's just, I, I don't even think, I mean, we're, we're wrestling indoors, so, you know, Minneapolis Colts, you know, they get there a couple days early. They get acclimated to the heat. I mean, they're, they're warming the place up. So I think we got here on the heat coming off with the win on this one. Good deal. All right. So last, our last bracket here is the Carolina region. 
Fittingly, the number one seed for this bracket, Tully and Arn Aaron, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson representing the Four Horsemen, with James J. Dillon, of course. They've got a bye, no worries, but let's decide who they're going to face in that next round. The number eight seed is the Nation of Domination, and their opponents, the number nine seed, the Hart Dynasty. Wow. Uh, so the nation would consist of uh, D'Lo Brown and Kama? No. Farouk, maybe The Rock, maybe D'Lo Brown. So Farouk's going to do double duty? Maybe so. Maybe he's going to boss his team around. Maybe it's oh. The Rock and D'Lo. Oh, okay. Hmm. Versus the Hark Dynasty of Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just it just just with Farouk's advantage outside and being able to help that young team along. I think he actually gives the the nation the advantage uh, over the Hark Dynasty. All right. Let's see here. Our number five and 12 matchup is an interesting one. We've got Miz and Morrison, two guys who just love the spotlight, the pretty ladies, and all the attention, taking on the NXT Dusty Memorial Cup winner, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. They've already been tested in the tournament. They had to win a tournament to get into March Bashness. How do you how do you like this matchup? Yeah, this this. Get your popcorn ready, folks. This is this should be a great matchup. Uh, but but I am gonna actually have to give, even though they are the current WWE Universal Purple Dynasty champions, uh, I'm gonna give this one to Finn Balor and Joe. Uh, just uh, Finn Balor can go with anybody in the world, uh, and Samoa Joe is just if, if you saw some of those night those wars he had against Kurt Angle and. I, I just think I just think the, 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 that team's just even though the other team is a fine tag team, I think they've had a couple of too many years apart. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to go with uh, Balor and Joe. All right. Next up, our four and thirteen matchups: American Alpha taking on Team Madness of Sid Vicious and the Macho Man Randy Savage, with their entourage in tow, no doubt. Well, frankly, I. I for the entourage alone, I actually want to see them advance to the final four, but you know, I don't think that's actually what we're actually going for here. Uh, it's just, uh, oh wow, this is hard because you know I, I'm, I'm a big Randy Savage guy, but uh, he's, he's just not able to do what he used to. Sid uh, is a crazy, is an animal too, he's a madman. You don't know if he's going to laugh in your face when he choke slam you, or power bombs you through a table. You, got, you really got to worry about him. And and those outside of the ring distractions are also going to be a favor. But um, huh, I think I'm going to go with the uh, NXT uh, former NXT champs, uh, American Alpha, on this one. Okay, yeah. fair choice. Number six features an interesting team, the Natural Disasters, probably the heaviest team duo in this tournament. They are going to be facing a team that is very different from them. The ultra quick, smooth, vitamin C, Chris Jericho, and Christian. Who comes out on top? Gosh, this is, I feel for those vitamin C guys because they're they're going to get washed away real quick. 
uh, the natural disasters. I mean, vitamin C might have the advantage on speed, but uh, as everybody knows, the eight by 10 ring, the square circle, uh, it, it's got those limitations and all it's going to take is them touching those guys one time, get them in the corner. And I think they crush their ribs real quick and end this match. I think it's a natural disaster. It's walking away pretty good. Okay. Then we got the clear-cut case of the most dynamic Daredevil team in the entire field, the Hardy Boys. Matt and Jeff taking on a couple of second-generation stars in Legacy. Cody Rhodes, Ted DiBiase Jr. Oof. Wow. I mean, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase, they're, they're a good team, but the Hardy Boys, they're, I mean, even a three-seed. The fact that there are three-seeds tells you how deep this uh, this team is, I mean, this field is this year. Uh, I, I, I got, I mean, they, they, Hardy Boys, I got them winning, and I don't know how, I mean, they, they might be a, they might be against uh, Tully and Arn when this is all said and done in this bracket. Yes, it's, it's, that's definitely a possibility here. Next up, a team that could be a real challenge for that America's team, Magnum TA and Dusty Rhodes. Will be taking on the Dirty Heels from TNA, Austin Aries and Bobby Roode. Uh, this this isn't a this isn't a match on promos. Uh, this this is, this is a wrestling match, and I I just got to go with them. I mean, Magnum TA doesn't doesn't let anything go by. I I just think he just he and Dusty are just gonna take this one pretty quick. All right, in the final match for the first round, number two seed. Demolition taking on the number 15 squad of Nakamura and Rusev. Who takes this one? This is not going to be Rusev Day here, folks. Uh, this demolition is. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I myself am looking forward to the demolition versus the Hardy Boys and that uh, Sweet 16 matchup. I, I, I don't think there's a any chance that uh, Nakamura and, and Rusev have a chance against these guys. This is demolition in, in a not pretty matchup. All right. Well, that's it for this round. We will see how this plays out. Now, you may be wondering how I can take part in this one. That's easy. Uh, soon, maybe by the time I actually post this, I will have uh, voting blocks for all of these regions. And you'll be able to vote one time, please for each matchup, and you can decide who advances. However you guys vote is how I'm going to play out the tournament. So it could be, we could conceivably have a final four of Nakamura and Rusev and Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Crime Time taking on Terry Funk and Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer as our final four. That's probably not going to happen, but if that's how it votes, that's how we play. So, lylesmoviefiles.com is the place to vote. Go there, check out Twitter, check out the Instagram page. I will be updating, showing off a few of these matchups as we go. But it's that time. March Bashness is upon us. Jace, thanks so much for joining me on this Selection Sunday, and we'll see how this tournament plays out. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.